0: Welcome to the Falling Skies Cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies Cast. This is Jimmy and Georgia, your host, as always. And we are here once again to talk of Falling Skies Season 3. We're back here for Episode 2, Collateral Damage. We're going to get started here in just a few moments with more talk of Season 3, Falling Skies. We do want to welcome you back once again to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT, established back in May of 2010. And so we are going into really our fourth year of podcasting is at this point, and it has passed the three-year mark. And we are working on our fourth year now. So so thank you for joining us here for this episode again. This one is late, as uh, last week's was late as well. And I am trying to get caught up here. Hopefully we get a couple more episodes out, maybe, um, over this long holiday weekend, if at all possible. I guess we'll just see how the scheduling works. Well, one thing I do want to bring up real quick. if uh, If you want to get caught up on the first two seasons, there's a way you can do that for free if you're an Amazon Prime member. I think we mentioned this on the podcast several months ago um, back in February. I kept saying in the last episode, <laughs> the last episode prior to that one was in um, September last year. It wasn't, it was in February. So some of those comments I made were actually referring to a podcast back in February. And I think at that point we had mentioned how seasons one and two of Fallen Skies were available on Amazon prime. That was like a uh, exclusive deal for them as far as uh, free streaming. If you're a member of Amazon prime. So, you know, it's not on Netflix, not on Hulu, those kind of things. And, I've included a link in our AAC format right here at the bottom of our uh, our thing. If you listen to your iPod or your um, iTunes or whatever, the little images change and whatnot, you can sign up for a free Amazon Prime membership, and that'll get you a month's trial, and you can hang out and uh, enjoy these things. It's basically a service very similar to Hulu or Netflix, where you can watch lots of TVs, shows, and movies um, as a part of the Amazon Prime. You also get two-day shipping on your orders. And if you own a Kindle, you can borrow Kindle books for free like once a month or so. And so it's definitely a good service. I've had it for probably five years. And I got it back when it was just for the shipping just because I ordered a lot of things. And they just keep adding new um, little things to it. So if you wanted to go back and check out seasons one and two, you don't have the money to go out and purchase both of those seasons, you can do that with Amazon Prime membership. And If you don't have that, you can sign up for a free trial now. So that would be good. All right, so we've got uh, season three, this is episode two, Collateral demos to talk about today. And I was going through my notes. We've got uh, several pop culture references this week. We have one historical reference. I got my Pope quote of the week. And uh, like we did last week, we're going to skip out on the um, actual like verbatim recap, and we're going to go straight into our Falling Skies five, where we break down—or I say we—it's the royal we, where well, we break down. No, where I break down uh, five pivotal moments of the episode. And like I said last time, if you would uh, disagree, feel free to uh, send us a message. You can email us, uh, Facebook us, tweet us, um, whatever you would would choose to do. Send us a voicemail, and that would be great. And so uh, we're going to get into that uh, right after just a brief musical interlude, and we'll be right back with our Falling Skies 5. Okay, number five on the list this week. I, I kind of just throw a couple of topics together to, to make my little list. I think we'll throw in here, uh, number five, just something, uh, kind of a subplot going on right now. And we'll just kind of throw this into just Tom's family life, I guess. And and that really includes Anne and Matt, mostly, I guess, in this particular episode. And how um, Matt had become quite a little hooligan in this episode. He and two of his friends um, detonated an explosive device. Um, caused some alarm, damaged a house that we later learned was going to be used for uh, people. It was going to be a home they were going to renovate and let people move in there. And uh, he got in a fight with Anne. He uh, didn't want to go to school. He thought it was pointless. And Tom was very understanding about all this at the end of the episode, saying that he wanted to help Matt. He wanted to be there for him and, and help him with homework and all those kind of things. And he kind of blamed himself for not spending time with Matt. And then part of that, too... You know, blew up at Anne saying, you're not my mom, blah, blah. You know, the kind of typical stuff you see on on TV and movies. And and honestly, sometimes in real life, too. Uh, I know I've seen that from some of my family members uh, growing up. Like, we were at 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 my grandmother's house and uh, they would throw out the old, you're not my mother thing. That did not go over too well with Granny. So, (laughs) anyway, I don't know. It's interesting to see some of these backdrop type things. Things in the grand scheme of things aren't that important as far as the, the storyline, the mythology, and all those things. But it does, you know, build those character moments and show, you know, Tom is more than just the president. He's, I guess, technically, I don't know if they're officially married necessarily. I, mean, I don't know if, if people are getting married in the new Charleston. But, you know, he and Andrew together, they're in a partnership, um, whatever they want to define that as, I guess. And then uh, he and his boys and his new daughter. And so it's interesting. Some of the you know the background kind of stuff like that, because I mean I think a, m- a majority of the people who watch this show are probably watching it for two reasons. The characters, I would assume, would be one of the draws, but more so probably than the characters is this the sci-fi, the alien invasion elements and stuff. But I know they they do continue to try to to, to make this mostly family friendly in and, and despite of uh, all of the um, what could be graphic violence and death and things. Like you know this episode definitely had some. Well, even more zombie-like creatures than we've seen in the past. and Actually, and with that, we're going to move into our point number four. The Mutated Harnessed Kids is my point number four, which I kind of liked. I am a a zombie fan. Watch The Walking Dead. It's definitely, this last season wasn't my favorite, but I thoroughly enjoyed seasons one and two, and and most of season three, I guess. But I do enjoy the zombie movie. Uh, Not all of them, because obviously they make a lot of bad ones. But uh, World War Z recently came out. We saw that um, last week, and that was really good, I thought, anyway. I mean, it, it wasn't your typical zombie movie, but that wasn't a bad thing. I enjoyed that. And, and kind of going in correlation here with with this episode of of The Fallen Skies, the zombies in World War Z, spoiler alert, um, it is a PG-13 rated movie, so there's not like super hardcore gore like you even see on like Walking Dead. There's much more gore on the Walking Dead than there is in World War Z, as far as like up close ripping guts out and eating brains or something. Definitely doesn't do, do that. I mean, there is some of that stuff going on, but you don't you don't see it. And I think honestly, that's probably more effective in my mind. Uh, I think we are, we're we're over grossed out at this point in the in the realm of horror. I think going back to some of the old school where you don't see it adds that creep factor. And so in this episode, with the with the mutated kids, we didn't really get a good look at them. Another thing it reminded me of, as far as just, you know, watching through the episode, it reminded me of the Reavers. If you're a, a Joss Whedon fan, you're out there and watched Firefly, which I probably assume you have if you're watching Falling Skies. And if you haven't, I'd honestly say stop watching Fallen Skies for a few days and go watch Firefly. There's only, I think, 14 episodes if you're on Netflix or, you know, the DVD, Blu-ray, or whatever, and then there's a movie that followed that up. So definitely check that out. That's a great, fantastic show. Wonderful character development. And even even the people who are only in one episode is like a guest star. They have really wonderful character development on that show, and they're in space, and they do fun things. But there are a... Uh, I don't know, uh, evil presence or whatever in their universe that are called Reavers. And it, it kind of, the way they showed them here, these, uh, harnessed, uh, mutated kids were kind of similar. You didn't really get a good look at them. They make, um, odd noises they don't really sound human or anything. And so... I think that was kind of an interesting comparison there. But, you know, we definitely did see several of these. We got one good look at the mutated kid, kind of like a pig in my mind, and then the other ones would just go up making noises, and we didn't really get a good look at them as Maggie was shooting them and things. So, anyway, apart from the the visuals and all those kind of things, these mutated um, harness kids, which I'm assuming are supposed to have been mutated by the uh, nuclear um, facility there, the radiation, and so... They also, as Anne tells us near the end of the episode, have some sort of odd, rapid-acting bacteria that uh, attacked Lars and ended up, you know, killing him. We didn't get quite to the point of his death in the episode, but it was going to kill him. It was attacking his internal organs, and just you know, bad things were going on there. So that could turn into a whole different thing. And, and one thing I haven't mentioned, I have not watched all the episodes that are available. Five episodes have aired as of today. I'm recording this on July the 3rd. I uh, have not um, watched all five episodes. I've only watched the first two as, as of this point. And, and that's been my plan as for, since I was you know, planning to podcast about them. Um, I have not gone ahead and kept, kept watching. And part of that is because of the busy schedule and all the other things I was mentioning last episode a few days ago. But a part of that too is, is I, I don't know, I don't like to podcast ahead... If that makes sense, I don't. I don't want to know things that I shouldn't know after watching that episode when I do a podcast, unless I'm doing some sort of rewatch or something. Especially, you know, for the international type audience out there who may be listening to this later on, I don't want to, you know, spoil something from episode three or four or five while talking about one or two. And so, I have chose not to watch any more um, episodes until I'm ready to, you know, take notes and and get ready to to do a podcast about them. But anyway. I find that could be very interesting here with these mutant, um, harness kids and what could go on with those things. And so I definitely want to look forward to hopefully seeing some more of that. And, uh, I guess I'll we'll have to wait and see. All right, but well, that's going to bring us over to uh, number three on the list of top five moments in this episode. And number three on my list, this go round is going to be the mole inside Charleston while the, uh, military guys are out there on their mission. And, uh, you know, obviously after a first episode, our, uh, Number one suspect for being the mall was Hal, especially him being compromised by Karen. Um, but we see in this episode, someone sneaking around, um, breaking into things, scanning things, releasing one of those little um, alien spy bots or whatever you want to call it. It looks like a fly, a little robotic thing. And uh, one, I guess, clue I guess we have, uh, when, when the uh, green little laser scanner was going down the page of the map, it showed what looked to be like a stethoscope. If I think I'm saying that right, the little thing that the doctor puts in their ears to listen to your heart or whatever, that I think that sounds right. Maybe I'm wrong. It sounds funny when you say it a lot of times, but anyway, um, and so the only other medical personnel we know of, uh, in, in this whole place, um, is Laudress and so I don't know if that's supposed to be a clue hinting towards her or not, but, uh, so she was not on the mission obviously. Um, Anne was not on the mission, but we definitely see our number one suspect from the previous week was out on the mission in the big heavy gun. So How was not the one sneaking around the town was not the mole, but the mole, as we mentioned just a minute ago, did release their little uh, little spy, their little robot uh, flying thing. And so you know, literally, uh, people. You, the old saying is, you know, would it, what would it, you know, what would I give to be a fly on the wall in that room. Well, apparently they have a fly on the wall in the uh, command room now, and um, that's going to lead us over to our second um, pivotal moment for this week. Weaver and Tom came up with this dual plan. They had the one plan they were kind of telling everybody about, and I guess the secondary plan was one that only Tom and Weaver knew about, and obviously they could trust one another, um, but I guess... You never know, and but they know they can trust one another now. But Weaver went out on the, the main mission, going down the uh, side of the mountain, going to the rear of the facility, and he definitely took some losses there. We saw that in the episode and uh wasn't real happy about that. Um, Pope was not happy about that. But the secondary line of attack, you know, it worked out perfectly in that when Weaver attacked, it drew the forces away from the road and uh, opened up a path for Tom and his crew to go into the reactor and set their charges and to uh, blow it up, which, guess what? That's our number one topic for this week. Um, Anthony, Dr. Kadar, Maggie, um, the only ones I remember on screen going inside the reactor. um, Dr. Kadar told... Uh, Anthony were to set some charges. Anthony did that and uh Maggie kind of hold off the uh, the mutants while the doctor and Tom were in there trying to fumble around the alien control panel that they had adapted there in the uh, the facility. And so, Dr. Kadar, and, and I was almost going to make this say, a pop culture reference, but Dr. Kadar has his glasses fall off and they break, and he's straight up Velma from Scooby-Doo. Can't see a thing. He's like, I can't see anything. It's not working. Blah. I'm just like, really, dude? That's, wow. <laughs> I mean, straight out of Scooby-Doo. But anyway, Tom is able to be coached through the process, and they are able to shut off the reactor before they blow up the, uh, the facility make it collapse on top of it to seal it, and then um, hip hip hooray, and the day is saved and everyone is able to run away safely. And then uh, as a as the aftermath, I guess this is part of my number one here. The nuclear facility is destroyed. Um, the Vome tell Tom and Weaver that the uh, fish heads are going to bring all their forces in the region to like really have a giant attack against Charleston. And that's going to lead us, hopefully, I guess, into episode three for Fallen nice Skies, season three. All right, well, that's our top five moments for this week. And we're going to go into our, I always forget which order these go in. We're going to move into our next segment of this podcast, and that's going to be This Week in History. So we're going to have our little musical interlude here for just a moment, and then we'll be right back. It's, it's too it's, short it's too time. Lost, time. Time. Time for no of time. waits time. Wait a minute. let take a little time. Time, time. 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 All right, well, last week on our um, This Week in History segment, we talked about Joseph Stalin briefly, and we talked about some things he did to the Ukraine, how he'd starved out the country and millions of people died. Well, this week we go back to the Ukraine, as uh, they mention in this episode, the Chernobyl uh, meltdown, if you will, um, Chernobyl meltdown happened back in 1986. It was probably, I guess, as far as we are aware, anyway, the largest uh, like nuclear problem that we've ever had. I know we've had a small one here in the U.S. at Three Mile Island. I'm sure there's been some other ones that probably aren't quite as famous. But um I was just looking through some some information about Chernobyl. It was a classified as a level 7 event. And this was there's only been two of those ever in history of the world. The other one was the Fukushima um nuclear disaster that happened after the uh, the tsunami in Japan a couple of years ago. So very similar, a lot of radiation was released. Um and like in the case of Chernobyl, uh the town that was near there where the workers lived was abandoned. Um, and that actually has been the site of a few movies in recent years. Um, Chernobyl Diaries came out a while back. I know it's played on, uh, I guess, HBO or something. We had a free weekend. I, I saw that. And I was thinking, um, end that it was from, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Pe- Pelele or something. The guy who did The the River, which I really enjoyed. If, if you see, get a chance to see that somewhere, that was a fun little show. It only lasted one season. And then he also was the one behind Paranormal Activity So stuff. I haven't watched those. But anyway, um... It was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which is always good for movies. Cause, I mean, some people get disappointed by that. It wasn't exactly what I thought. So I like that. And so anyway, that was an interesting one. And then also, um, well, okay. This next one could be a spoiler, I guess. Um, there was a recent, um, action movie that I enjoyed that some of, um, those people out there in the internet did not. But, um, John McClane in the, uh, Good day to die hard actually does make a trip to the Ukraine and there are uh, a couple scenes or whatever in Chernobyl. So, spoiler alert. I think Chernobyl is very interesting. It's one of those things. If you've ever seen the show, I think it's, um I don't know if they make it anymore, but it was called Life After People. I'm pretty sure that was one of the episodes they f- featured Chernobyl and just to see literally just the decay of you know this city that was just abandoned overnight. There's you know crumbling concrete. There's you know, a classroom full of books and a doll, and it's really creepy. <laughs> it is really creepy. It's much like the island um, off the coast of Japan that was abandoned also, um, and they featured that one in the most recent James Bond movie, and that was a real location um, there. Uh, I doubt in the other two movies they went to the real location of Chernobyl. I don't know. <laughs> I would have seriously doubt it. But anyway, that's going to be a, just a brief little This Week in History, Chernobyl, 1986. Uh, One of the two worst nuclear meltdowns ever in the history of the nuclear technologies. And uh, definitely a a bad thing, you know, definitely was a a tragic day. So, um, okay, let's move on into our pop culture segment. It's always a little lighter, a little uh, more fun than this week in history. I'm just going to go through a couple things here pretty fast. Um, one one of which being Ben Mason's new nickname. His little girlfriend has started calling him Benji, and that's called on. We we actually do hear a couple other people use that name. And Benji, at least for me growing up, Benji was the, the little furry dog from the movies that were named as such. Benji... Benji goes home or something. Kind of like Lassie, but just a smaller version. Um, I don't know. I don't even remember the plot of these movies anymore. I just remember liking them as a child. Um, Just a cute little puppy. And then, just a couple other brief little notes here. Nothing too dramatic. Lucha Libre style. Um, Lars says that at one point. And if you're not familiar, Lucha Libre style is kind of the Mexican uh, form of professional wrestling. Usually entails um, the performer having a mask on. Um, and they do lots of kind of acrobatic, aerial moves in their wrestling. <laughs> if you've seen the movie Nacho Libre um, with Jack Black, you know, that style of things. Just, by the way, do enjoy that movie quite a bit. From the makers of Napoleon Dynamite. One of my favorite things about the movie, just super fast, so I'll get to like three things. I like the part where he says <laughs> something to the effect of, When you're older, you will have to wear a pair of stretchy pants. And the nun... I guess he, he invites her to have toast in his quarters. Would you like to have toast in my quarters? And then she actually comes to have some toast, I think, once. And the second time she comes, he, he turns her away and says, People will think you are a flucy, But uh, anyway, not to libre. Fun little comedy. Another little thing, How, and his discussion with Maggie about his um, legs that don't work. She brings up how he's not really injured and it's all in his head kind of thing. And he basically says... What are you going to do? Give me Dumbo's magic feather? You know, um, referencing the old Disney movie where (laughs) Dumbo the elephant can fly because he has a magic feather, but it's just a feather. He could always fly on his own with his giant ears. And just as we saw at the end of this episode, Hal could walk on his own too, which I would assume disappointed Karen quite a bit. All right, one thing I actually almost forgot about, which would have been a shame since I am a Star Wars fan. I've been talking about Star Wars probably a lot of these episodes over the uh, last few years. Anthony says the famous line now from the uh, 30-year-old, says the 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, um, Admiral Akbars they're going to attack the second Death Star, utters a line that has become a meme, I guess, if you will, over the last couple of years, thanks to Robot Chicken. Um, it's a trap! Um, <laughs> that was loud, I'm sorry. But uh, yes, Admiral Ackbar's It's a Trap has been everywhere the last few years to the point that Jimmy Mac over at Rebel Force Radio has said they need to retire the joke because it's always a joke everywhere you see um, Star Wars parodies and whatnot. But anyway, um, it is mentioned here, and uh, old Spielberg and Lucas are buddies, so maybe that's why. Or maybe the writers are fans of Star Wars, or maybe it was just a trap. All right, well, I think that's going to be all of our brief little pop culture moments this week. There might have been a few more I missed. Who knows? It's always the case. Probably. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and to a little bit of feedback. I mentioned this on the previous episode that we had some, uh, especially around those first two episodes or these first two episodes. Um, I did not really share any of that on the last podcast, and so we'll try to go over to our Twitter feed, over to Facebook, and I'll bring in a few of those here now. And uh, we're going to hit a little bit of music, and we'll be right back. All right, we go back to june 9th and we're in a few comments here we'll uh, go back over to facebook here in a moment we're going to go back, start off over on twitter and uh, we start off at Dow underscore Bowley. can't wait till the new season three of falling skies tonight at kbrianne 19 says so freaking excited 20 minutes till my favorite show comes back on and then again falling skies is already blowing my mind gonna be a great season at press 3 says, Watching Falling Skies. And I'm with the resistance all the way. L- long live Earth. At Cubby's Mom says, Falling Skies <laughs> resistance. Hashtag, which was something that TNT was promoting that first night. At Foster Mo says, 14 minutes so excited for the season premiere. It must be a West Coast uh, viewer. At Garrett underscore Palmer says, Great show tonight. And sending that message to us and over to Maxim Knight, RV Rocket on the Twitter also, at C.M. Peck Paul Junior says, "The Resistance kicks some alien butt." Hashtag Resistance. At pandatory Thirteen says, "So excited that it's back." At Me Be Stupid, I don't know, says, "I'm confused. Who is the alien on the horse? Is he the one from the last season spaceship?" They didn't do the best job explaining that. They really didn't. I, I will. I will give um that Twitter commenter that. All right, also around the premiere date at RoscoeVias underscore 16 says, All about the resistance, love Ben. Connor Jessup definitely seems to have a, a pretty good following of the young teenage lady crowd out there. Um, so those are some Twitter feedback. And if you haven't already followed us over on Twitter, you can interact with us there. And that is twitter.com forward slash the falling skies. And also on Facebook, we are. Facebook.com forward slash bonnie size cast. Alright, so we've got a few uh, a few things here to post to talk about on the old Facebook. Priska says OMG, what a nice episode. Definitely got my attention. Love it. That was um, from the premiere night. Also, Gina says, Who is the new electrician guy? Looks familiar but can't place him. Um, Dave says that's Wilson from House. And then Anne-Marie said, it was making me crazy, but yes, Wilson, thanks. Uh, and then, let's see, anybody else? So Also, Vivian has posted a couple things about some promos, so thanks, Vivian. And I think that's about all we got over there. We are up to 351 likes on the old Facebook. So once again, if you haven't liked us, join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash Falling skiescast. That's my radio voice. <laughs> I don't really like to do too much, unless I'm being silly. All right, well... Speaking of uh, Twitter and Facebook, I guess we'll go ahead and tell you how you um, can be involved with us a few other ways. You can, again, we can follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash Skies. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash FallingSkiesCast. Uh, we are available in iTunes, um, so you can subscribe to us there. You can also find our RSS feed over at FallingSkiesCast.com if you need to subscribe in another um podcatcher of your choice, you can do that there. Also, you can find us on get Glue and you can find us on uh Google Plus. I honestly don't really do much with either of those anymore at this point, but we are still out there. Um you can also email us at FallingSkiescast at gmail That's FawnySkiescast at gmail You can call us, you can send us a text message either way to seven seven three three five skies. That's seven seven three three five seven five four. So we're going to hopefully be back shortly um, with yet another episode here. This will be the second this week. So uh, maybe we can keep this up and get caught back up pretty soon. And hope to hear from you guys out there in the podcast land. And I guess, like I said, that's going to pretty much wrap this short episode up. We'll be back soon, hopefully, with another one. And with all that said, I guess I'll say this is Jimmy and Georgia. Peace. It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week you honestly think that when this is all finished they're just gonna what right off into the sunset no they got plans for this place think about it you got your bone family they're cruising across the cosmos on in their interstellar suv they gotta make a rest stop right some refreshments uh, i'm telling you this war is finished up you and my friend are gonna be standing behind a counter serving hot dogs and super slurps the bubbleheads heads and hawaiian shirts